This is Lyle Blackburn, and you're listening to the Cryptid Creatures Podcast with Brian and Todd. Either a grizzly bear figured out how to clear a road with two steps and was somehow in western Pennsylvania, or Shaquille O'Neal was running around in a ghillie suit. extremely large, is walking on two legs, and it cleared a four-lane highway in three steps. It's something big because my first thought is, what's walking towards us? And my daughter looked at me with just sheer terror in her face and said, Daddy, I think we should leave. This is the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host Todd. What's up, buddy? Brian, we got Jay coming on tonight. Jay had a Bigfoot encounter. Bring him on and uh, see what's going on with that. I think he was driving in his car uh, when they saw this thing. Yeah, that sounds like fun. As you know, that's the most common way people have encounters. Is, is It seems like it. It know? seems we have a lot of those just driving by or driving down a deserted road and and here they come, walking across the road. Yeah. Yeah. So let's bring him on, see what he's got to say. All right, let's get him. How are you? Good, how are you? Great. Thanks for coming on, Jay. Yeah, no problem. You had said you'd had a Bigfoot encounter, or maybe more than one Bigfoot encounter, is that right? Yeah, well, this is how I explain it to people. Because you say Bigfoot, people are like, yeah, okay, buddy. Um, I live in southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, in the Lower Highlands, right? So it's a big, flat plateau, mountain range, you know. It's basically a valley on top of the mountains, all right? So we have lots of woods, we have lots of mountains, lots of hills, um, <clears throat> and there's also been lots of sightings here. It's not, um, it's not something that people usually talk about because of the whole stigma with it, but um, people will say, I saw something, I heard something. One experience that me and my kid's mother had years ago, 12 years ago, um, we were driving down uh, Route 22 where it merges into 66 in roughly Belmont, Pennsylvania. Um, and something, um, and this is how I explain it to people, either a grizzly bear figured out how to clear a road with two steps and was somehow in western Pennsylvania, or Shaquille O'Neal was running around western Pennsylvania in a ghillie suit. I mean, that's my, so, you know, we always say we saw something, but I mean, whatever it was, it's extremely large, is walking on two legs and it cleared a four lane highway in three steps. I mean, I can't do that. I mean, I don't know anyone who really can. Um, another situation, me and my daughter, I took her fishing here locally in our, in our town, there's a uh, little Hannah Creek. Um, and actually, the funny thing about that creek, now that I think about it, twice a year, usually early spring and mid to late fall, there's this stench in the area. And if you're, if the wind's just right, you can smell it for several blocks. And it's just the real pungent kind of gross smell. I don't really know how to describe it. But anyway, 
we were down fishing in this little creek, little boat launch that takes you down to a town called New Alice. And this is all woods the whole way down. Um, but it's still kind of sort of in the city, the town, if that makes sense. It's a little park that's kind of set aside. Right. Um, and we're fishing and the wind is at our back. So the wind's blowing into the, into the forest. And she's about four or five. So, you know, real little, real chattery, real, you know, making a lot of noise, squealing and stuff. And the, the brush in front of us starts moving towards us, which, you know, and it's something big because my first thought is what's walking towards us. I mean, she's being loud. I'm being loud. What's walking towards us. And I had watched those, you know, shows, Bigfoot shows back, back in the day when I was a kid and stuff. So I made that grunt, you know, that sound, and it came back, and all the rustling stops and that sound came back to me. And my daughter looked at me with just sheer terror in her face and said, Daddy, I think we should leave. So we, you know, I walked, had her behind me, walked backwards, walked back up out to the car. Um, I have no idea what that was. I didn't see anything that time. But whatever it was, it was big and it was walking towards us, which I, for me, was either, we, we're not supposed to have mountain lions here, but there people do say they see them we do have bear, uh, black bears here mountain lion might walk up on us the black bear is not going to if we're being loud and making noise i mean they're they they know like oh that's uh, i don't want to go that way that might be trouble you know uh a dog a dog's gonna make a little bit more noise now i don't think a dog's gonna just creep up you know because dogs aren't super stealthy especially around here because they bark constantly because there's everyone here has a dog so if there's a dog walking through the woods, it's going to hear the other dogs and it's going to bark back. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of this, the things that have happened. Um, there's a place called uh, Lynn Run. Um, and this is just a weird one that creeped me out. Like, I don't necessarily know what this was about. Um, my cell phone notification used to be the Chewbacca growl. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah. and i'm walking we had we had a cabin and i walked up to the ranger station to get matches or something or a bottle of water i don't remember and i'm walking down and my phone goes off and i hear the same sound come from back in a little hollow next to me and i'm like okay i'm gonna keep walking because that's really strange and that kind of creeped me out so in your first encounter when you guys were driving down the road how far away did you say or do you think this creature was all right, I was speeding, so we were probably sixty feet. I'd say we were we were close. It wasn't like I saw it off in the distance and had time to slow down. I mean, I remember stepping on my brakes once I saw, you know, whatever come up over this little crest of a hill that crossed over the road, like a little grass barrier. You know what I'm talking about? What color did you did you say this thing was, or what color was it? It, it it looked very dark. It was night. Oh, okay. It was late. We were going to Walmart because we like to go shopping when nobody else was there. Right. Yeah, good idea. I do too. So I mean, I'd say you know, but like I said, grizzly bear, like dark brown, dark brown. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure it wasn't black. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was black. No. Definitely wouldn't be a bear because they don't normally stay. They don't live here very long. There are, there are no grizzly bears here. Like, go. I'm in Pennsylvania. They don't exist here. <laughs> <laughs> Unless one escaped from a zoo, but I'm pretty sure that would have made the news. Yeah. So what did you say when it happened? What did you guys... Would you, would you um, I waited for her to say something. Because I'm... 
I wanted confirmation that I had just seen what I had saw, which I, I think a lot of people were kind of that way. And she was like, did you see that? And I was like, yeah. She was like, what was it? And I was like, um, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> and she refuses to think it was anything. She, she just says it was something. She won't say, you know, what she thinks it is, what other people might. She just said, I, I saw something. Right. Did you guys believe in Bigfoot before this because of where you're at? I mean, there's a lot of sightings that go. Um, she she didn't, but I mean, I had always been told stories from family members. Um, my father uh, was ex marine, did three tours in Vietnam. When he came home, he kind of lived in the woods for a while by himself. Um, and he said he encountered a few things. He also said he encountered things in Vietnam. He talked about uh, rock apes. A couple of times when he was oh, yeah. kind of drunk, he usually didn't talk about Vietnam um, unless he was drunk or as he's getting older, he's starting to talk about it more. Uh, he's now 71, so I think he's kind of trying to get things off his chest now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talked to us about having encountered with rock apes in Vietnam on two occasions. He said uh, they were out on patrol and they were up on a hill and they're you know throwing rocks and they were yelling and they, you know, their CEO told him, like, no, don't shoot at him. Like, leave him alone. Don't shoot at him. Because um, I guess there had been times where they soldiers had shot at them and they became more aggressive. But I wasn't there. I don't really know. Uh, it's also, he told me a story of once uh, they were sitting in a foxhole. And one, like, walked down and sat down with them and just kind of looked at them for a minute. And then got up and walked away. <laughs> so... Also, I mean, that's scary. The other thing about it's he said he said he wasn't scared. He said it wasn't like like he didn't feel any kind of like fear because this thing did because it did that. He was like it, it shocked him, but it didn't frighten him. If that makes sense. Um, the other thing about this area, it's it's a weird area. A lot of things. Uh, People, lots of people, what is that? A lot of people have, you know, UFO sightings here. I mean, I'm not um, 10 miles from Texburg. So, I mean, a lot of people see a lot of things in this area. And it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to hear people talk about it. You're not far from the Allegheny National Forest. Have you ever spent any time in there? No, I stick up towards like Glen Run going up into the mountains. That's going the other way. That's going... Yeah, I guess it's sort of the same area. In reality, it all connects up there. Yeah, but it's all part of that chestnut ridge. I don't know if you've heard of that. I think I have maybe. Chestnut Ridge, yeah. Yeah, Chestnut Ridge. There's been a lot of like studying the Chestnut Ridge. Uh the that white Bigfoot video was in Western PA. I think it was in northwestern PA though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw that one or not. So when your daughter and you were fishing and that happened. Were you guys really close to this bush when it was getting pushed towards you? It was, it wasn't a bush. It was, it was thickets and trees and raspberry bushes and like pokeweed and stinging nettle, like a big patch of that kind of stuff. So we, the trees were moving, getting pushed kind of towards us. Like something was walking towards us, but it wasn't making like a whole lot of sound. Like I could see the brush moving but it wasn't like there was something scurrying through. Like whatever was coming towards us was moving deliberately to try to not be noticed 
but it was too big to not be noticed. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes any sense to you. Because, I mean, it was just, it was, you know, bring everything was huge from, you know, growing. It was, you know, a kind of a cooler day. And like I said, the, the wind's blowing out our back. So whatever's coming towards us definitely smells. Like, there's no way it doesn't. All right. Did you say you could smell it, though? No, we couldn't smell it in that at that time. But in that area, twice a year, like early spring, mid to late fall, you know, there's this stench in that area for, you know, a few days, maybe a week, you know. But and it's only at those two times of the year. Hmm. Um, people want to kind of like blame it on the brewery. And I'm just like, I think something's walking up the creek. Because, I mean, it smells awful, and it's right there at the creek. And if mm. the wind's right, like I said, if the wind's right, you could smell it for blocks. What does it smell mostly like to you? Just, like, kind of, like, sweet and dank and a little bit kind of, like, a little bit sour. Yeah. Right. If that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just then it's, you know, it just permeates that whole area. And it's like, there's <laughs> no way you're not smelling it if, if you're in that area at this time of the year. Do you think it could be a combination hmm. of the brewery and this creature? Maybe if you're smelling that kind of, that kind of smell. Well, see the brewery's not really, they're making like four loco and stuff. So they're making just straight grain. Like they're like, they're just making malt liquor. So they're not dumping anything into the Creek. And it, when you, when you pass the brewery it smells like alcohol, like you don't smell hops, you don't smell, but you smell alcohol. Because they're making basically just malt liquor. So they're making, you know, the malt liquor base and then adding flavorings to it. Right. I wonder if that's more of a, uh, that, that two times a year, would that be mating season for those um, things? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a scent. Actually, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they have like a mating season. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think that, I think, I think they're closer intellectually to us than a lot of people want want to want to want to want to think or believe mm-hmm. because the simple fact is they do a really 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 good job and not coming in contact with us if they don't have to you might see them they run across the street here you might you know smell something here you might see the brush you know whatever here but they do a pretty good job i mean they know what we are i mean they they were here before we got here and we showed up and you know, we show them exactly what we are. I mean, we completely destroyed the megafauna of this continent in what a thousand, two thousand years. You know, when uh, back when the, the Native Americans first crossed over the Bering Land Bridge, I mean, we devastated the populations of everything, right? So they know exactly what we are, and they knew what we were, and they saw us then and taught their children stay away from that. Don't go near that. That will hurt you. That once she was a trophy. So, I mean, I, I think it's a far more developed kind of like, culture than people want to say or admit. And I think when we have these ones that are, you know, just we encounter randomly, they're either juveniles who are out, you know, playing around, messing around, being stupid, as, you know, juveniles do. Or they're, you know, elders out on some, I don't know, 
Vision Quest. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that they they know the same psychedelic plants that we do. And I think that they, they have a culture. And I think that they're far more advanced than any of us want to actually admit to. Because it probably scares us. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, back to when you and your daughter were fishing, I find that really, really uh, crazy uh, that she was the one to look at you and say, uh, we need to go. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she knows me that uh, she know uh, she knew even then that I'd kind of want to wait and see. But she, you know, was four or five at the time, and she was like, "Yeah, let's." let's I think we should go, and I'm like, "All right." Yeah. yeah. Did you ever talk to her about what you guys maybe thought that was? Did she think the same response as her mom? <laughs> uh, it was something. It, it was. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was something. Yeah, it was definitely something. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what it was. Jay, where do you think Bigfoot comes from? I don't think it's the supernatural. I don't think aliens dropped them off. Uh, anything, anything like that. Um, because, I mean, when you, when you think about it, there's always been accounts, records. People have always talked about something on basically all the continents, right? And the, that one species of gorilla wasn't discovered until like 1913 or something. Um, and people talk about, like, well, we don't have to climb in or they wouldn't survive here, you know. Why don't we find their bodies? I mean, because they probably bury their dead. I mean, <laughs> and how often do you find a bear carcass in the woods? Yeah, never often. I mean, in reality. Like, have you ever found one? I never have. Nope. So, I mean, the argument of, like, why don't you ever find them? Like, with the same reason you don't find deer, dead deer everywhere. You may encounter a dead deer here and there in the middle of the woods, but how often do you, like, it's not yeah, like an see. everyday occurrence. Yeah, you'll see more of them than you will bears or mountain lions. or. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, in reality, besides seeing them hit on the side of the road, if you're out trekking or hiking in the woods, how often do you see a deer carcass? I never really have. Maybe one time that's, when that's I was a what, kid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's not like the population isn't huge. You know, and we're, we're talking about, you know, as far as Bigfoot or Sasquatch or, you know, whatever, we're talking about, a creature whose population is most definitely far smaller than that of, of deer. Or probably even the bears around. They're probably in really small, tight-knit family units that only, you know, travel long distances to link up with other groups when they absolutely have to. And I mean, in places like here where you just have miles and miles and miles and miles of woods, like, sometimes in, in the winter, how many people are actually out in the woods? True. Yep. Unless you're out deer hunting. Well, if you're deer hunting, you're not really moving. Right. Exactly. Yep. If you take the deep woods everywhere around, for that for that matter, uh, how many people are really out in there looking around doing stuff? Pretty much just hunters. And like like Brian said, you know, they're not moving around. They have their set spot. They go in. They set. You know, they might track a deer and bring it out. But as far as people just out generally roaming around our woodland. It's not it's not going on uh, as much as as no. many woods as are out there. It, it's occurrences, uh, so these things have plenty of places, plenty of places to hide and stay away and, and move right. back further if they they sense people coming in. So, do you think you'd want to see another one, Jay? And if you did, how would how would you want want to see it? Um, I had another road experience actually not that long ago, maybe maybe a year ago. Um, 
me and my ex-girlfriend uh, were driving on Donahue Road. And we had a similar kind of, you know, this one was at a further range where we just saw some come out of the woods and start across and whatever it was, it was very large. Um, uh, and what I want to see, um, like you're going to like have like an up close personal encounter kind of thing, or like being able to like have binoculars and see one in the distance. Like <laughs> the two very different things. Right. <laughs> well, so I said, how would you want to see it if you did see another one? Um, I don't. I don't even know how to answer that. Really, I mean, binoculars um, probably would be the best. The best one, you know, far yeah, enough where you a little bit of distance. And then that's, that's 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 the other thing that that I'll say. People talk about you know people disappear in the woods and they're never found. I'm like, maybe they were found. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it. There have been accounts of people who have, you know, talked about being you know kind of attacked by them, right? So. Who's to say people we you know actually really haven't been just dragged off? Oh, we yeah, yeah we talk about absolutely. that on our show. Talk about that many times. We have a couple episodes, missing episodes, we call them, where people have come gone missing in the woods, and there's no excuse for how they what happened to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So we speculate that maybe it was something other than human or a typical known animal. So, right. But yeah, most of the, I would say I read somewhere 80% of the encounters happen while people are driving in their cars and these things cross the road in front of them. You know, that's their, that's the most typical sighting I yeah. guess that's out there. Yeah. We hear a lot of that. Well, I mean, that's the most logical thing too, because the only time we're really ever in the woods is when we're in our cars, we're driving through them, you know? So it's yeah. not like the only time your average person's in the woods, really. Yeah, you're right. I don't know a lot of people who are going out morel hunting or blackberry picking anymore. No. <laughs> you know, I get out. We get out as much as we can and do some hiking and venture out in the woods as much as possible. Uh, but, you know, it's never, never that frequent. Uh, it's not like oh, it's a right. weekend and whatnot. Um, and I've been to... I just thought about how I'd like to see them, actually. Okay. <laughs> them. Okay. Them, whoever, you know. Right. You know, blackberry picking and just, like, stumble upon a bush and have couple just standing there picking berries. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, they're moving around with food. I mean, so when it's blackberry season, I mean, I'm sure that's when they're people, yeah, people who are out doing that are most likely experienced. Right. Yeah. That's what I've always said. They follow the food. Yeah, they have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's, you know, people like have cabins and they go away for the week or whatever. And they come back in their cabins and destroyed and all the food's gone. Like, Oh, it must have been a bear. Like, yeah, or something that was Maybe. watching the murder schedule. Right. Oh, they're, they're, the car's leaving now? They're, just wait, five minutes, guys. They, they got peanut butter in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, everybody loves peanut butter. They use that bear excuse all the time. What would people do if there weren't bears? What would they call it? What would they think this thing was then, you know? Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, they come up with wolf. something. Yeah, they come up with something. Oh, they definitely would. Do you think uh, Bigfoot's ever going to be known to science, Jay? Um, I would hope so, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not super hopeful. It's not like a huge. The scientific community doesn't really take it seriously anyway, so they're not out. They're actively looking for it. So, I mean, unfortunately, the only way that they're going to be like, "Oh crap, okay, it is real," is somebody brings in a carcass, right? 
Um, right. And in a bunch of states, like, it's illegal to kill Bigfoot, which is cool. Like Washington and Oregon, right? right? It's illegal. California, yeah. too, maybe. You know? And I can imagine other states would be like, uh, you kill this animal out of season. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know? I didn't realize that was uh, I also, <laughs> Right, exactly. I also think it's, it's really funny when people will try to be like, oh, it's just an escaped orangutan or chimpanzee or whatever. I'm like, yeah. first off, those animals just wouldn't survive here. Like, they just, I mean, the moment winter hit, they're dead. <laughs> like, they're going to freeze to death. <laughs> they're yeah. tropical animals. In zoos, we keep them in climate-controlled environments. They don't like the rain. Like, they're, they're not making it here. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not. Yeah, right. unless they could find a cave or something like that. And that's another thing about your part of Pennsylvania. Don't you guys have a lot of cave systems where you're at? We do, but they're like they're like tight fit cave systems. Like uh, where there's little caverns. Uh, we have what we do have around here, though, is we do have a lot of like old mines. Yeah. Um, huge coal mining area here. So there's a lot of like old mines and stuff out in the woods that have all overgrown and stuff. Um, I still think that they're when they're down in this area, they're moving down during the day or during the night and staying a day and then moving back up. I don't think they're staying in the area super long. I think they're coming down here because they know it's dangerous. They know coming down here with us is dangerous, you know. So really, that's why you don't see them walking around in your back alley. <laughs> Right. You know, because they, they know what we do, you know, um, which I which fortunate for them is they know what we are and they know what we do. I mean, that's basically why um, I think I believe that's why we can't really domesticate zebras because we evolved next to one another and they know what we are. <laughs> you know, they, they know not to trust us. <laughs> Could be. And I, and I think it's, I think it's the same situation that they, they know that we we can't be trusted for lack of a better, you know, way to phrase that. They, they remember what we did. We can't. Yeah. I think you're right. There. We kill everything. Yeah. They see that. They see that we're dangerous and we're harmful and they don't want a part of us. And they know that we would do that to them too. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they absolutely know we would. And then people were like, Oh, why don't they get hit by cars? I'm like, I'm sure they get hit by cars quite often. But they're not harmed by it. And the person who's driving the car is just like, oh, that was a bear. That was definitely a bear. You know, like, you know, because people will just immediately, like, no matter what they see, big, large, dark in color, you know, on the side of the road, whatever, it's a bear. And I'm like, dude, like, a bear's not eight feet tall. Right. It's not a black bear. Black bears, what, like, five, seven? And that's probably yeah, a big I, black bear, yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially here, because all of our animals are skinny, because they're going up and down hills constantly. Yeah, there's yeah. there's probably a lot of sightings that people just thought they saw a bear and they just left it at that. Didn't try to explain. Or they're it. just like, yeah, didn't want it. Or like, oh, that was a weird shadow. Mm -hmm. Happens. So that was a real weird shadow I just saw. You know. Right. Well, Jay, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us and telling us your encounters. Yeah, not a problem. The arising about Bigfoot yeah. with us. Yeah. yeah, if you're out or you get out in the woods again, just keep your eyes open. Oh, always. Yeah, be alert. Mm -hmm. so. Definitely stay safe, too. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm not getting eaten by anything in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a good one. We thank you again. Yeah, thanks. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. You too, bud. Yeah, bye. You're listening to the Cryptid Creatures Podcast with Todd and Brian. If you've had an encounter and want to be on the show, email us at info at cryptidcreatures.co or visit our website at www.cryptidcreatures.net. Pretty uh, exciting stuff going on there with him seeing the Bigfoot on the yeah. road. And then yeah, that was pretty wild. And him and his daughter having whatever that was, uh, shaking the bush, shaking the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have said it's time to go too. Yeah. yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. That's funny. You hear a kid say that? Yeah. You better get your butt out of there. I mean, then, then it's time to go. Yeah. Glad he came out and told us about it. If you haven't yet, please check out our website. Brian, what's that address? www.cryptidcreatures.net. One stop shopping for all things cryptid creatures. Yes, check it out. Leave us a Check message. out our store. All right, with that, Brian, we will get out of here. It was good talking to you again, man. Right on, man. Always fun. All right, we'll see you later. Yep, see ya. Yeah.